Well, when Katie Nicole was 13 years old, she had a major surgery to correct a severe form of scoliosis that she had in her back. Katie had pins and rods surgically inserted into her spine to straighten what had been broken from birth. A year after the surgery, she went back to the doctor for a checkup, and according to all the x-rays, according to all the reports and the tests, everything was a success. When the doctors looked at her x-rays and they looked at Katie, they said, this is a success. Your, your spine is straightened out. But Katie reported at that meeting that there was not a day that she was not in excruciating pain. But as the doctors looked at her, they didn't understand because from what they could see, everything should have been fine. Her x-rays, her blood work, her tests all came back saying that she was fine, but she wasn't. Her constant pain disrupted her life uh, to the point that she couldn't function normally. Katie was impacted in school. She was impacted with sports, her friendships. Uh, the time that she spent with her family, all of that was, was marked by this excruciating pain that she felt every day. She battled depression and anger and loneliness, and she even contemplated suicide. Now, Katie grew up in a Christian home. She had loving, supportive parents. She knew Jesus, and she loved God. But one night, she remembers looking at the pill bottle that was on her nightstand in her bedroom, and she thought, this has to end. This pain has to end. And as she reached out for that pill bottle that night, she had another thought enter her mind almost as quickly, and it said, Katie, don't do it. I'm not done with you yet. And Katie believes that that was the voice of God, and she put the bottle down. Now, flash forward a few years. Katie's now 18 years old, and she lives under a constant, a constant cloud of depression. It is with her 24-7. It is a, a cloud of darkness and depression that she cannot shake. And that, in that moment, that was when Katie met a doctor. A doctor who heard her story, who believed her words when she said she was in excruciating pain all the time. And that doctor, as she evaluated Katie's condition, she told her that there was an option that they could do, that they could actually remove the pins and the, the rods that they had placed into her spine five years previous. They could remove those pins, and maybe that would give her some uh, alleviation of the pain and bring her success. It wasn't a guaranteed surgery. In fact, it had just as much likelihood to leave her in a wheelchair as it did to help her for the rest of her life. But it was an option that she could try. And so in 2018, Katie decided to try the surgery. And after coming out of the recovery, after she'd gone under and had the pins and the, and, and the rods removed, she came out of the, re the recovery and she said, the first word she said was, it was as if the cloud of darkness had been lifted. It was as if the entire world had changed. That smoke cloud of depression, she said, was gone. And I encountered the Lord in that moment. When the pins were removed, the doctors, they actually looked at the, the x-rays from before her, her, her surgery when they had the pins in there to when they removed the pins. And they noticed that her new spine or her spine post-surgery was straighter than when she had the corrective surgery before. Her doctor literally called her surgery a miracle of God. Even though her spine is still twisted to this day, and even though it still puts pressure on her lungs, and will do so for the rest of her life, her back is straight. Her body's been healed. 
and her life is a walking testimony of God's power. This story that I just told you, this story is Katie Nicole's story. Katie Nicole is the author and the singer and the artist of the song that we're going to look at today. Katie Nicole, at 21 years old, has written a song that was first sampled on Instagram and TikTok. She put a sample of the song out, and in just a few months after she released it, she had 80 million views. Please hear that. 80 million views. For some of you, this is going to be the first time you've ever heard this song, but for millions of people, they've been inspired by what you are about to hear. It's a song that is grounded in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, which says, With human beings, some things are possible. I'm sorry, with human beings, some things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Katie is living proof of God's sovereignty, and she is telling anyone who will listen, When I say that God does miracles, I mean it because I've seen it. I mean it because I've seen it. Now, in preparing for today's message, I've listened to Katie's song over and over and over again. I've watched the video over and over, and every single time I watch this video, every time I hear this song on the radio, I am moved. I am struck by the power of these words that you're about to hear. The song begins with these words. She starts by saying, I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name of all authority, declaring blessings and every promise he is faithful to keep. You're going to notice there is an energy and there is a weight in this song. There's a, there's a power in this song. I feel it wash over me when I listen to it like it's a prayer. Like it's a prayer. And when I listen to the, the words of her song, I, I'm drawn. I feel like my soul is drawn into communion, is forging a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God. It reminds me of a time when I spent with a group called Presbyterians Reformed Ministries International, P-R-M-I. Years ago, I trained with this group to learn about the power of prayer. PRMI is a group that was born out of the charismatic movement of the 60s and the 80s. And so it's a group of Presbyterians who have witnessed and testified to God's Holy Spirit moving powerfully in the church today. This is the place where I first saw the, the Spirit of God's, uh, the, the, where I first learned that God's Spirit moves powerfully in our lives today, today, and that we can experience miracles like the one that Katie described and, and so many more. Back then, I was able to do a retreat in North Carolina, and I spent a week there. And in that time, I saw God move through the body of Christ, the group of people that were there. I saw God move as people were released from burdens that were in their lives. Chains that held people captive were, were broken, and people were freed for new opportunities for healing. I saw it happen in my own life. In my own life, I drew closer to God in that, in that retreat. My faith was deepened, and I grew to understand the way the power of God through the, God, the Holy Spirit of God moves in our lives today. The PRMI retreat is also one of the places where my eyes were opened to how much we are all control freaks. 
how we are all control freaks. We hate to be out of control. And so when we come up against the Spirit of God, we have to wrestle with our control. Our lack of control scares us. There's a reason why people out in the West Coast and people maybe South call us here in the Northeast the frozen chosen. There's a reason for that, right? Because we're all so locked up at times. We keep God nice and neat in our boxes. We like a God who fits into our boxes that we can understand, tight little boxes, not wanting God to do anything too radical to mess up our lives. But our boxes, friends, our boxes are all illusions. They're all illusions. God doesn't stay cooped up in our organized ideas of what he should do. He doesn't stay there. He never has. God is so much more expansive. He's so much bigger. He's so much more wild than we actually imagine. And Katie wrote this song, In, the name of Je- in, the, in Jesus' Name. That's the song she wrote. In a moment, we're going to play that for you. And as you watch the video, listen to the song. And you're going to see Katie repeat these words over and over and over again. The entire song is a prayer. And it's a prayer that allows God to be God. Not keep him contained, but allows God to be God in the midst of a situation. She is calling upon the name of Jesus to be Lord in the situation that unfolds on the screen as you watch this, it unfolds. And Katie is speaking the truth that all things, all things are possible with God. And so here now is Katie Nicole singing in Jesus' name. Jesus. 
to see God move in your life today? Can you pray in Jesus' name? In the book of Revelation, in chapter 4, the Apostle John is experiencing this incredible gift that God has given to him. He's visioning. And in that vision, he's able to see a glimpse of heaven And he sees things in the throne room of God that are, quite honestly, unbelievable to us. In verses 6 through 8, we read this. In the center around the throne were four living creatures. And they were covered with eyes in the front and in the back. And the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. And day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. What an incredible glimpse of heaven. These creatures, whatever they are, we're not exactly sure uh, what they are, but they all have one job to do, and that's to honor God. As they honor God, they repeat a phrase over and over and over and over again. It is a prayer of worship, of identity. It is of speaking of, of who Jesus is, and it is declaring his power. When I read this passage in Revelation and read about John's vision here, I wonder if the angels and creatures that are closest to God in his throne room are repeating this phrase over and over and over again, what is my job when I pray? What is, how am I supposed to pray? What does prayer look like for those of us on this side of heaven? Right? Because let's be honest. Day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And I can picture them doing that, but physically, I can't sit there 24-7 and do that over and over and over again. And the reason I can't do that is because God has made me to do things in this life. I'm not at a place where all I do is worship Jesus every day. I have responsibilities. I have responsibilities to my family. I have responsibilities to the church. I have responsibilities to the rest of the world. 
And so to be honest, we're, we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, we're wrestling. What does this look like for us? If the creatures are doing this in God's throne room, what has he made us to do? Well, let's continue to read in uh, Revelation chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. Whenever the living beings gave glory and, uh, give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and they say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased. Again, friends, what we can take away here is that there is this, this picture of reverence for God by all creatures. And here's the big takeaway for us. We might not be able to sit and praise God in our current place over and over and over again, but our hearts and our lips can have an attitude of continual praise and worship. Our hearts and our lips can have an attitude of praise and worship. As we experience life, we can keep God front and center. We can keep God front and center. There's a common theme I see in Katie's song and in the scripture from Revelation. When we pray, we tend to pray from the place of the frozen chosen. We tend to pray from the place of keeping everything boxed up and tight and neat. We pray trying to keep control over our situations. Even when we feel out of control, we pray as if we are in control. Think about it. We say, Lord, I'm out of control. Please help me with X, Y, and Z. Fill in the blank, whatever it is. We're telling Jesus what to do. Or we pray, Jesus, it would be great if you did A, B, and C for me. Because this is what's going on in my life. And, and let me say, it's okay for us to tell God these things. It's okay for us to, to give God the requests of our hearts. But there is another kind of prayer that we can learn to pray that rests in the power of who God is. It claims God's promises, and it states who God is, and it submits to God's plan for your life, and it honors God with your belief. We see this in the prayers of the creatures and in the elders in Revelation. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You are worthy our Lord God. You created all things, and by your will they were created and they have their being. These are the words of beings who know Jesus is Lord. In Katie's song, she, she declares, I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray for a breakthrough that would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. It's as if Katie is saying, I see that you're hurting. I see that you need God. I see that you need healing. I will ask God to be God in your circumstance. In Jesus' name, I will ask God to be God. Her prayer is claiming 
the power of God to be present in a rough situation. And in all of that, to pray in Jesus' name. After her song debuted, Katie did an interview with a, a radio station called Life Today. And it's an organization that is dedicated, not just in radio, but dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ with the world. And Katie explained that the song, In Jesus' Name, was actually born out of her own personal prayer life. It was born out of her pain and out of her own prayers. The words of the song came directly from her prayer journal, and these are words that she prayed for herself as she went through excruciating pain, unimaginable depression, darkness, she prayed the prayer over and over and over, believing Jesus for an answer. Where do you need to see God move in your life? Will you pray for what you need in Jesus' name? And will you do it over and over and over again? Can your heart and can your lips continue to praise God and hold on to an attitude of praise even in the midst of heartache and pain? Because God hears every prayer. He hears every syllable that we utter. He hears every flutter of our hearts. Not a syllable leaves our lips that God does not acknowledge. And so as people of faith who follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, we have faith that allows us to speak the name of all authority. We declare every promise, every blessing, he is faithful to keep. We speak in Jesus' name, the one the grave could never hold. He is greater, he is stronger, and he is the God of possible. So when you pray, claim the power of God to be present in all things. And when you do so, pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. God, we confess that we are weak. We are control freaks, and we need help. And Lord, I pray that today's message would set us on a journey of understanding how to claim the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you are God in all circumstances and that you are trustworthy, as we sang this morning, that we can trust you. We've proven you over and over as we look over our own lives. We know that you are God. And so, God, when we start to falter in that, when we have a hard time remembering, Lord, we pray that you would help us to uh, remember that you are good, that you are gracious, that you love us, and that you are God. And so, Lord, we pray all of this today in Jesus' name. Amen.